So we're here, episode one of the Partners Desk, and what other way to start off the entire series than none other to have our own executive chef, Chef Alan Plemons of the Number 5 Bistro and Bar and Oxhorn Market here. Um, he's got a lot of big things going, um, some new changes coming up around the new year. And actually, right now, we were just talking, you've got a fundraiser going. Is that right? Yeah. So I have a raffle going right now. And uh, it all kind of started like a few years ago. I tried it and with uh, little to no success. No one was really interested. Um, I started again, uh, just a raffle. Uh, Toys for Dinner is what it's called. And basically, you donate a toy, you get your name in a raffle for a chance to win a dinner for two uh cooked by myself um in any kind of setting that you would like in home in my home etc so it can be anywhere oh i thought it was at number five so it can be in home in my apartment at number five um anywhere maybe you make the trips maybe you have appetizers at their house then you have the entree at number five and then a little dessert upstairs in your apartment yeah it's a it's a really good deal you know i guesstimated about 150 dollars to 200 dollar experience for the price of a toy you know to get your chance like in 10 there. bucks or mm-hmm. something ten dollars like and there's been people that have actually donated uh a hundred dollars already to get their name in 10 times um, oh it's for every ten dollars you get mm-hmm. oh yeah you could do it as many times as you want wow you can stack your chances right there yes so You'd start it like two weeks ago, which would have been kind of the beginning of December. Is that mm-hmm. right? And yep. it's going to run till Christmas? or It's going to run till the 20th. Till the 20th. So today's because the 10th. Then I have so. some volunteers that are going to help me wrap all the presents. Because uh, most things are cash, but I have about 20 or 30 toys that I need help wrapped. So um, Where do they go? Where do the toys go? So the, I got three families that I'm <clears throat> sponsoring and a total of eight kids. Wow. So are they just from around the uh, area, the lake? two in Lake of the Ozarks and one in Sedalia. I so there's you. four kids in Lake of the Ozarks, four kids in Sedalia. Do you just, like, know these families already, or nope. did you get paired up with a— So I posted on social media, and I asked for uh, people to volunteer families um, that are having a hard time this year with the pandemic. Maybe they lost their jobs. God damn COVID. Damn COVID. And, you know, so— I think it's a good way to give back without, you know, someone feeling like that embarrassing, like feeling, and they shouldn't anyway, but, <clears throat> you know, some people are just, you know, too stubborn to ask for help, and so I think this is a good way to, you know, bless somebody. Yeah, no, that's a great, spread the Christmas cheer and give to those who have been affected negatively this year, so yeah. that's very nice of you. Um, you said you had tried it once before. Um, yes. When you were just a personal chef, or when you were at, you worked at Outback as well, oh, yeah. as well this as a couple like other a long, places. Long, long time ago. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Like I would say six years ago. Um, and so I was like, well, once I get my name out there a little bit more, and uh, you know, people know my food, and my food for me, um, I think people would be more interested. And so far, there's been a lot of people uh, to be interested. So. So you said 
six years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Where were you six years ago? Outback Steakhouse. And were you here in Missouri? Were you yes, already? Yes, I was in back at the lake. I gotcha. And then, uh, so it was good. <clears throat> you know, we raised enough stuff for one family then, um, but this time we have three families, eight kids, and I feel confident that we'll make our goal, which to me is about a thousand dollars split up between the three families wow it's a lot of toys yep and then hopefully i can do it again next year and it'll be even more yeah well let's get that out there where do we donate so you can donate at toys for dinner at paypal.com <clears throat> um, my venmo which some people have been doing and it's just at alan dash plemons and then facebook pay i mean and then you could bring all the toys to 108 west pacific street um i'm here on a daily basis so anywhere of those places get them in where you can exactly cool man well i'm really proud of you for doing that that's a great cause and um we're happy to have you on the team and especially being as giving as you are there um now that we've kind of talked about the charitable side i do want to get into what this podcast really is about which is understanding successful people in their own industry right so i'm not a chef i claim to be one but i'm not a personal chef Uh, i'm not a professional by any means so i want to know before you were doing this before you came to us in february right um what you were you were a personal chef is that like all glitz and glamour like you see on tv or do you have some like pretty you were at the lake of the ozarks so like you could get into trouble real fast if you didn't if you weren't in the right places yeah so i would say social media is a hell of a smoke and mirror because you're talking about by customers yeah (laughs) that and like the like Yes. Like when I'm on Facebook I talk up this industry a lot because I I fucking love it. It's it's a good industry. <clears throat> it's going through a trying time now, but as a personal chef it was free and you got to do crazy stuff all the time. Um but a lot of stress comes with that too. And so you know, I've I've had my fair share of stories like um I had a wine tasting on top of a brand new uh, condominium, and each condo sold for like 150 on, and then up to 500,000. <clears> That's the, an expensive condo. Yes, they're very expensive, and so it was a really good deal to get my name out there and make some quick cash because it was just tasting. And so I had the wines, and I had my three appetizers, and. I had it all set up on the roof. Well, the wind up there was blowing 25, 25 miles an hour, and there's no, like, resistance. Are you down at the lake? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. It's whipping. Yeah, it's right on the water. <laughs> and uh, so I set my glasses down, nice glasses that I had just purchased, and they all shatter. <laughs> and so... <clears throat> I'm freaking out because it's like 30 minutes until the thing starts and all these new uh, people who just bought their condos come up to that floor. And so I call my friend. I'm like, I need you to go and get red Solo cups as fast as possible. (laughs) 
and she's like, Red Solo Cups? I was like, don't ask questions. Just go to the store and grab me Red Solo Cups and meet me here. 20 minutes later, she's down there with Red Solo Cups. And so we were doing these fancy, like, hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that. <clears throat> we switched them around and made it more of a, uh, <clears throat> like, less of a fancy hors d'oeuvre. So you hadn't cooked anything yet? No. No, no, no. So, like, I had, like... So you're on the fly with everything yes. now. Because mm-hmm. it was all quick stuff. And so I had a grill, and we were doing ahi tuna. And uh, I was like, yeah, we'll do this, and we'll put these extravagant, like, caviar on it and blah, blah, blah. Scrapped it. No <laughs> caviar. I had these uh, wonton chips that I was going to use. And this is where one of my all-time favorite appetizers comes yeah. from the ahi wontons and i was like i i don't care fuck it that's this is what we're doing <laughs> i was like S- just scrap the caviar and we're gonna go with a lot less and uh i did that i did like this little bruschetta with uh <clears throat> apples and cheese and just really really quick stuff because i had zero time <clears throat> so i'm sweeping the glass up off the roof and <clears throat> Like, my appetizer's sitting there. My friends are holding down the table. <laughs> holding the paper down. Feels, that like way. The, feels like the condominium director should have thought this one through yes. before. They <laughs> <laughs> so, they're holding it down, and, like, I'm, like, rushing people at this point to grab stuff and start grabbing their drinks. <clears throat> that way, if they drop it, well, it's on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was, a, that was a pretty sketchy one. Um, I did a dinner on a boat. Uh, <clears throat> I did that with a microwave, a toaster oven, and then a electric skillet. Sloshing around a four, on yeah, the four course, yeah, four courses with just that, and that was pretty intense. What was the? What were the courses? So what one can was you make with a microwave, a toaster, <laughs> and an electric skillet? So I had the soup already made. I, it was a cold soup, so I didn't have to do anything with that. Just pour it into a bowl and garnish. Second course was a salad. Okay. Still easy. Yeah. I toasted the uh, croutons in the oven. Okay. <clears throat> um, we cooked, like, garlic and stuff, like crisp garlic chips, and put it in there, too, in the pan. Um, the third course, it was fish, um, grouper, which, for the record, I hate grouper. Um, Wait, why? I, it just... It's a, an expensive, Is it because of this it's, this event? Yeah, yeah. So, like, it was expensive. It was hard to come by at that time. And <clears throat> it doesn't taste good, in my opinion. It's like a muddy – It I call it, like, the ocean's catfish. Because okay. it just eats everything. <laughs> Anything. Why and does this grouper taste like a bicycle tire? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's so bad. And so I'm cooking this fish. And I'm going through fillets and browning them and just getting them out. And so then I deglaze the pan. Well, I deglaze the pan, and some of the liquor goes onto the electric thing, and it goes, and just. Did you just fry it? Well, like, yeah. So, like, it was done. So I had no more um, (laughs) electric skillet. Yeah. I had a toaster oven. So for that last course. You're toasting grouper now. Yeah, well, I was finishing it. So I had to brown butter and pine nuts in the toaster oven instead of on the saute pan like I had planned. And uh, 
after that, I was it was just bread pudding that you have to put in the microwave or the oven, the toaster oven, and it was fine, luckily, but it took forever to brown the butter in a toaster oven because it's like, where where do we go with this? Right. So is is this kind of where your style of cooking gets started? Where you you're up on the condominium, you're up on the condo complex, condominium complex, whatever you want to call it, and everything's going to shit, and you're going to do this elegant, incredibly fancy hors d'oeuvres and whatnot, and you have to scrap it all and go very basic but very flavorful you're on a boat and all you've got to your name is a microwave a toaster oven and an electric skillet that the skillet even fries. so you go back to the basics that's what you do a lot here right yeah so my cooking from i would say when i first started doing the personal chef gig i wanted to do all the luxurious stuff possible right and i was like after every event, I hated it. I was like, man, I don't even fucking like caviar. Right. You know, I don't like caviar. I don't like these fucking expensive quail eggs. I don't like spending all this money and charging these people all this money for it. And so eventually I was like, no, I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm That's not who I am. And it's not from a lack of clientele. The lake's full of it. Yeah, yeah. No, people, people loved it. Um, it was more of a going home every night and being like you're you're your own boss like cook the food you want to cook you know and so i started doing more modest ingredients but high quality ingredients and using them in simpler manners and so after that it really took off um you know with the personal chef thing i cooked in vegas over because of my nashville chicken sandwich wait you cooked in vegas because of a nashville chicken sandwich i don't know that story so (laughs) i posted it in a uh, chef page um and i was like it was a pulled nashville hot chicken sandwich you know okay and it was on like a good bun it fried basic you know very basic but it was good it was really good and so this girl who was a friend of the owners of that page has her own Facebook group, uh, Beauty and Hustle, uh, Chanel Rivera. And she contacted me and was like, I really want that uh, chicken recipe. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it to you. And I was like, I'm a personal chef, so like, if you ever need someone to cook for you, uh, you know, hit me up. I travel. And she's like, well, I'm not really uh, looking at this moment in time. And I was like, well, cool, let's keep in touch. Let's trade numbers. And When was this? Um... Very late 2018. Very late 2018. I gotcha. It was like probably October-ish, something like that. I gotcha. And uh, so we're doing that. And so you give her the recipe. Yeah. She doesn't need the Give her the recipe. And I'm right like, now. look, if you need help, like instructions on cooking it, like hit me up. We can FaceTime, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> and uh, a couple weeks later, she messaged me. She's like, hey. Like, I'm a uh, business coach, and I do these retreats for the women I coach on a week-to-week basis. And I was like, okay. And she's like, well, I kind of want to hire a chef. And I was like, well, for I – uh, <clears throat> Yeah. So I was like, look, 
I was like, I know you're going to be thrilled with my food. I just have to get out there. It's like, so you pay for my ticket, you pay for the food, and I'll do it for free. And, uh, okay. <clears throat> you know, her business name is Beauty and Hustle, so I think the hustle really uh, you're put in perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's not my first time working for free either, and I'll tell you about that uh, later. Um, but I did it for free. It was a blast. I cooked for uh, 16 to 18 women for four days, four meals a day, two snacks. Four meals a day? Women were eating four meals a day. I don't even eat four meals a it day. It was a luxury business retreat, you know what I mean? And it was every meal was great. It was uh, a lot of fun, too. So it was out in Vegas. Was it just at her house? So they rented what? a house. Okay. Um, it was a big house, um, pool in the back, an outside kitchen area. Did everybody live there, or did stayed there stay for there? four days? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you probably had this incredible kitchen. Oh, it was nice. It was up. beautiful. Wow. Yeah. So you mentioned there was another time you worked for free. Yeah. So back in uh, my culinary school days, 2012 in Springfield, I would uh, get out of school after eight hours. And then if I wasn't working at the sandwich shop, um, Dagwood Sandwich Shop, by the way, uh, shout out to them. They're no longer open, but they're the best sandwiches I've ever had. Is it a COVID had. closing or is it a... <clears throat> oh, no. It was just uh, closing due to closing. And so, but when I wasn't doing those two things, I would go to restaurants and basically knock on their back door and be like, hey, you need help? And a lot of these chefs were assholes, and they would make me like... <clears throat> segment fruit for hours and hours and then well they would turn into like juice or some shit peeling grapes <laughs> same thing that feels like like a, this kid doesn't even need to be here we'll just make him peel grapes. you don't actually have to peel grapes right what are, why are no you, you never grapes? have to no there's <laughs> never a, there's never a time where it's like appropriate <laughs> to do that you know uh tournay like i don't know if you know what tournay is but it's like a nine-sided like peel for potatoes and it just looks like a football. Okay. So they had me do that, 50 pounds, and they turned it into mashed potatoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like so, they are just, like, fucking with you. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I know how to tourney a potato. I know how to peel a grape. Peel a grape. <laughs> and I know how to do segments on fruit. So, but, like, you're very adamant back in our kitchen. We had a gal... Bridget came and wanted to work for free to get experience. And you're like, hell no, you're not working for free. Like, you're so against that, but that's how you got your... Yeah. Why are you so against it if that's how you... You're not going to make somebody tourney a potato, but no. like, <laughs> you could put them to work. And, for and for the record, I will never put a tourneyed potato on any menu I ever do. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, I'm, you know, kudos to whoever wants to work for free and do it. I think it's a great thing but with me it's a i came here with the full intention of being different from 90 percent of the chefs in the world so it's fair wages you know you know ample amount of time out of the restaurant that way you're not getting burnt out and uh that's why we do the four-day work week the 12-hour days etc um and it just works out better like that so what else, what's the main thing? So you've given a couple examples, right? You're, you're doing a four-day work week. 
those you're doing 10 to 12 hour shifts there so it's not you're not grueling at 16 or something we're not running exactly lunch and dinner but like what else is what does a kitchen environment look like that makes it so undesirable for you to copy something um well as i was growing up again i would say when i was washing dishes you know it was very regular for pans just to get flung at you hot cold dirty clean doesn't matter you know if someone's pissed off um and we don't do that here (laughs) um and i mean we prank each other and we do that but it's more of a modest thing instead of like you know degrading um but this is just a whole different aspect because the chefs i've worked for like if you have ideas um he's like well that's cool but it's not your kitchen so yeah and you're very adamant about every week somebody puts on their own special it's not your yeah so i don't even uh very rarely do I do a special unless it's a new item on a menu I'm getting ready to come out with and I want to test it to see how it goes. But I really want my crew to have that experience and have like the creativity to do that. So when that comes into effects, it's uh, comes into my other passion is like food waste. Um, you know, if we have leftover pork loin from an event, well, guess what? We're making that into a special. And that could mean me coming up to Bridget and being like, hey, you've got till five to come up with something and then we need to take a picture and get it out there so we can sell it. Or <clears throat> Jared, uh, which both of these people are 19 years old. Keep that in mind. And they're some of the best cooks I've ever worked with. Best as in talent-wise, attitude, all the, like, what? I would say... Uh, attitude um future in the industry and the receptiveness of orders and getting shit done so do you gauge their success now granted we've only been doing this for better part of six eight months Uh would you gauge their success on them leaving and going on to do their own thing or yeah. staying <clears throat> I and don't growing? Think, I think two years is the max a cook should stay at a restaurant. So but you're still training these people up as if they're going to be here for the rest of your life. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think, I think some of them will be here longer than two years. But I, you know, I think they're going to be ready to go in two years to go – be a sous chef somewhere else just because it's a you need to get out and try something different or yeah i think it's not like it's stale here you change menu up every six to eight weeks correct yeah and so i think that's keeps it fresh for everyone as well but it comes to a point where it's like you know two years you're young like you don't need to be you need to experience it you need to get in the shit, as I like to say. Like, take a position that you know you're not qualified for and see if you can do it. Give it a shot. I mean... I, I, the, and this one place sticks out to me the most. The requirement was, do you speak fluent Spanish? And I was like, yeah, of course. Wait, 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 wait. 
like applying for jobs. Yeah. When? Why would? Are you working in a Mexican restaurant? No. What are you? It was a corporate job. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're like, "Do you speak Spanish?" Yes, one hundred percent. I didn't speak Spanish. No. I like. I you went. Speak a little Russian, but now, yeah. <laughs> Back then, absolutely not. Um, but then I was like, "Yeah, I got it. Give me the money. Let's go." And what, uh, what was it? What were you supposed to be doing? Cooking steaks. You were cooking steaks and needed to no know fluent Spanish because the whole staff was Spanish. The whole kitchen staff, Spanish. Okay. Uh huh. So Wait, is this at the lake or is it yeah, Springfield? Okay. Yep. I'm <clears throat> I'm still very baffled by. It uh it was crazy, um, but I lied, lied through my teeth. How long but, were you there? Uh, five years. Oh yeah. God, it works for me. Fake Spanish for five years. Oh, I learned it eventually. <laughs> I might have proper been just Spanish, too stubborn. <laughs> proper Spanish and like kitchen Spanish are two different things, though. It's like nothing. So you do, know. You, do you still have a little bit of Spanish in you? Yeah, I could do some. I could call out tickets right now in Spanish. For sure. Okay. One hundred percent. So you you learned Spanish in the kitchen. Apparently, the requirement was not really a requirement. It was more of a suggestion. Yeah, I mean, I don't typically. Oh, so the way it went in that place, and I don't want to sound like fucking arrogant, but it's going to come out as arrogant. Let it go. Most, and I'll say most, generously, most white guys who work in restaurants are lazy at what they do. So when you work with Haitians or Spanish or Ecuadorians or Colombians, they work their fucking asses off. They, I mean, they work, work, work. And so if you're not keeping up with them, they'll run you out. And so I wasn't going to get ran out. So I, you know, did my best to keep up. And so that's why I strive there. So was that one of the first main gigs that you got? Um, so before that, I was with the same restaurant group for, I don't know. So theoretically, they knew you didn't speak fucking Spanish. Oh, none of them, yeah. They knew. <laughs> they knew. They knew for sure. Um, I think, again, it just goes with the confidence. Like, yeah. you go into a place with a certain amount of confidence – I think it rubs off on people. They're like, oh, yeah, this guy can do it. Whether you actually believe in that confidence or not, <laughs> if you can pull off the act, you got it. That's all confidence really is. Oh, for sure. Just faking it. And that's, uh, I mean, bef- that's really when things, like, started going up like that. I was done with culinary school. I was married. I got a corporate job because I thought it was a safe choice. Um turned out that i hated it you know and uh 2018 i got a divorce i moved out i gave all my stuff besides my chef gear to my ex-wife and started fresh and started my personal chef business and uh went from there so that kind of ties into one of the next questions that i wanted to ask you going along with confidence and you're now divorced and whatnot you live in arguably the coolest apartment, second coolest, only to the one you're going to move into here in the next few months. Um, and you're at the 
newest kind of loudest on social media at least restaurant here is dating life like shooting fish in a barrel for you so incidentia <laughs> yeah what's it like dating in a small town i'm from here but i never dated here so uh all right so you have tinder and you have bumble and you have facebook dating which don't wait facebook has a dating it page? has a dating thing now it it's, does i bet it's just overrun with just absolute oh, it's carnage. It, carnage is like the prime <laughs> word for it. It's just carnage. There's nothing. If you want to just look at train wrecks happen, just go on Facebook dating and you can see everything that you want to see. You don't have to wait for a train wreck, an actual oh. train wreck. You just go on there and look. Um, that but makes Tinder, me so sad. Tinder was great. So, like, when I was a personal chef and I was traveling around the U.S., Tinder was perfect because it was like swipe, 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 match. Also, you're a chef, man. Like, that's yeah. a sexy job. So, yeah, but here's the thing, though. Like, then they ask you, like, well, you must eat so well and whatnot. Like, no, not really. You know, like, I cook all day. You know, but uh, it's nice because then you could use that, like, thing, like, oh, I'll cook for you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but here, Tinder was very lacking, I guess. Mm. So... I haven't done that. Um, but even you have, like, fitters up the streets. You have end zone. Do people recognize you when you go out to fitters of the end zone? So the bartenders at fitters do. But they sure. already know you. Yeah. So they all love the burger at number five. Oh, right. Right, right, right. They're so the they're always – they know me for that. Um, plus, I like fitters. End zone, I don't think people recognize me, but it's also not a bad thing because I hate going to end zone. <laughs> And it's nothing against end zone. It's just not my crowd. Yeah, you're you're not a big drinker anyway. No. So it's not like you're trying to find your... No, just go out and have like one or two and yeah. go home, sleep really good, get up and, you know, be a productive person, I guess. Um, God, that sounds... But the dating's like, I don't know, man. It's okay. It's not like, not my favorite thing to do right now. Is it, are you just busy or you're just like, man, eh, not... A gross amount of options. Maybe a little bit of both. I gotcha. Like, I think there was a couple of, like, prospects, but it was like, do I really have the time to, like, commit to this? Do I want to commit to this? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you can try it, right? And then, but you're also then taking time away from, you're big on keeping your mental, your mental capacity yeah, to a manageable level, right? And that's, I mean, that's what it really comes down to at the end of the day. It's like, what can you do in your life without getting burnt out? And that's where we're at. And uh, I don't know. I'm really good about that for sure. So that's one thing that I think is the biggest difference here with your kitchen staff, the culture there. Everybody just seems like... I, I, the only reason I say this, I worked in a kitchen for three months. I have no true experience. I have, but everybody seems so high strung and so angry when I was there. But here, everybody's like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? Let's all hang out. Let's go. You know, yeah. it, it's a way better environment. And I'm sure it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where you just keep the work to a manageable level. Oh, yeah. And just don't push anybody. And, you know, I've had my cooks come up to me and be like, I really need a day off. 
go home. Have a day off. Um, when they're sick, uh, same thing. It's like goes into another thing of keeping your employees. When your employees are sick, like so far I've had a couple that have been sick. Um, I buy care packages for them. So, like, if they got, like, the stomach flu, well, I got Pepto, I got Rolaids, I got 7-Up, I got crackers, blah, blah, blah. You just have a big Costco <laughs> in your apartment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, my whole pantry is actually just for uh, emergencies for my staff. <laughs> um, like, Jared was uh, not feeling good, like, two weeks ago. And so I brought him a quart of soup, Pepto, Rolaids, et cetera, and 7-Up. And I was like, just get better. Like, don't fucking worry about this right like we're we'll we'll be fine like you just need to get better that way you can actually come back and work right you know and i've never worked at a place like that like where someone was like you know here man like goes out of their way to care about you and that's fine i think that made me into who i am now so you know so hopefully these people can just learn from the good instead of like wishing what they had you know, that's really what I go for is what I would want someone to do for me, I guess. The golden rule, chef. Yeah. I mean, do unto others as you want done unto you, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's more elegant than that, but. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think everyone gets the picture, though. Um. Okay, so just a little bit ago, you mentioned that when you're on Tinder going to these different places, that um, they're like, oh, you must eat so well. Um, you're like, no, 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 I cook all day. It's, I don't uh, So I'm assuming you don't necessarily go out to eat and like sit down dinners and stuff. You go grab something quick where you can go relax, get off yeah, your feet. Yeah, McRib right now. You can get buy one, get one for a dollar. The McRib is back. I'm yeah. so excited. <clears throat> yeah. The first day it came back, I got two of them. <laughs> I ate one for dinner and then I had one for breakfast. A breakfast McRib sounds very good. What if you put a fried egg you on top of You could put a fried egg on oh, it. God damn. So what are we sleeping on? Like, what are the, like, fast food spots? And uh, are, do, you do, do you like the secret menu where, no. like, you had the quesadilla? Or what was that? The quesarito at Chipotle before they actually came out with it? Oh, no. I don't, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm like, so Jimmy John's, Jimmy John's, people sleep on that a lot. I love Jimmy John's. They're fast. I know what I'm getting every time. What do you get? And uh, you get the Cubano, but you add the Jimmy Peppers, pickles, and oil and vinegar. A cold Cubano. That's a bold move, Chef. It's killer. Okay. Killer. You get three sides of their uh, Jimmy Ranch, you're done. Can I also – let me rephrase this, because I met the owner of Jimmy John's before at the lake. Wait, like not the – like an owner. The guy. You met Jimmy? Yeah. The guy, his name's not Jimmy, is it? <laughs> no, I don't remember his name. So he's friends with Mark Barrett, the guy I used to work with down there. So he'd come down there all the time. Him, Brock Lesnar, a bunch Wait, of people. The, the is he UFC, UFC wrestler? Yeah, Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. used to shoot the shit with Brock Lesnar. Well, I was like an auxiliary, eighteen at the time, you know. <laughs> so like, not really shooting the shit, but like I've <laughs> served him food. Yeah. Okay. So I met the Jimmy John guy, and ever since then, I've been a big fan of Jimmy John's. It was good, but I never ate there before. And so everyone's like, oh, that guy owns Jimmy John's. I was like, oh, like this store? I was like, because that's Right, because cool. it's all like, franchise. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 like the dude. He's the dude. So I was like, cool. So I started getting 
Jimmy John's then. Um, what else were we sleeping on? Uh, Mom and Pop restaurants. 2020, everyone be sleeping on them. That's fair. Around here, we have a yeah. fair amount of them. But it feels uh, like we always just go to Wendy's or Taco Bell or North something like that. 65 Cafe. Yeah, South American Cuisine. Yeah. Have you had her tamales? Yeah, they're great. Wow. Yeah. She does Facebook Lives. Have you ever seen her make tamales? No, I didn't know it's she crazy Facebook cool. Lives. Yeah. So I go up there once a week. Just go for brunch or something? Yeah. Well, I get to go. I don't go in. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I just get tamales. We tried to go on Sunday, but they were closed, and I was really? very sad. Yes. Hmm. I haven't been there in a while. Um, Let's see. At the lake, um, Lake of the Ozarks, Fat Sal's Sandwich Shop. They serve Spuckies, which is subs. What? Is that like a hoagie? Yeah. A Spucky? Mm-hmm. Best place to get a sandwich at the lake. Never heard of a Spucky. Number one place, Feels man. Feels like I'm swearing when I say yeah, that. Yeah, Spucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a nasty word almost. Yeah. I don't like it, but it's what they call it. Okay. <laughs> Fried bologna sandwich there. Oh. The best. I am a sucker for fried bologna or spam or oh. anything like oh, that. Oh, man. The the weird, the yeah, I paid off for the beaten path stuff like that. paid for my uh, rent in my college with fried spam. Wait, what? Yeah. At uh, How do you pay with fried spam? You make fried spam ramen. Where you just go to the administrative offices and say, here, I brought you a bowl of fried spam no, ramen? I would put a sign out on the sidewalk because I was like two blocks, three blocks away from downtown Springfield. So everyone would be walking back to their dorms to MSU and they're like frat houses and sororities drunk. And I would put $10 bowls of ramen and fried spam, soft boiled eggs, green onions, the bag of the boxed ramen, and just clean house. God, that sounds so good right now. <laughs> yeah. And it was just, it was awesome. So I always, so I rarely have gone to like an actual ramen place, but going back to like eating the random stuff like fried bologna or spam or anything, I have a weird love of a lingua. Yeah, like, beef tongue? Yeah, all this these Mexican places around here, like Taqueria Santa Cruz, I went there for lunch. They've got it. It's very good. Uh, Tacos El Charo, they've got some lingua that's really good. The one that scares people the most, but I also love tripas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You like that? I do. Man, there's not a lot of stuff that like creeps me out, but uh, <laughs> that's it. Just so everybody knows, tripas is intestines, fried, like cleaned and fried intestines. I actually ordered it by accident one time when we were in Austin, when I, Libby and I were still dating. And I went down and we went to this little taco truck and I was like, can I get a, can I get a tripas taco por favor? And she's like, why are you talking like that? Like, you just order like a normal human being. And I was like, no, it's I'm like basically speaking Spanish. It's fine. And the guy looked at me kind of funny. He's like, Tripas? I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, let's do it. And we sit down. And she goes, do you know what that is? No idea. No clue. She looks it up right as I'm about to take the first bite. And she goes, it's intestines. I was like, oh. Well, <laughs> it's here in front of me now. So I got to give it a – it was good, man. I'll try them. I don't think you can just try them anywhere, though. Yeah. <clears throat> like, yeah, there's a couple places around town that I would never eat at. I won't say him. Okay. I won't say him. Tell me, and we'll just bleep it out.
Okay. So they make fish tacos, and they are the nastiest fish tacos I've ever had in my life. Okay. So, like, when you think of fish tacos, you think of, like, <clears throat> two tortillas with some, like, really crispy cabbage, <clears throat> some sauce, right. maybe some pico, and then a filet of the fish, mm-hmm. right? No. It's, like, chopped up goop. And it just, like, it was it was so bad because we were running the beer-battered tacos up here, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, man. Like, I've been craving them. I want some fish tacos. And I was like, I'm not going to eat ours because I make it. I'm like, I don't want it. I want someone else's fish tacos. And uh, I go there with this girl that I was talking to, who I no longer talk to, by the way. Um, Let me guess. She was rude to the waiter. No. She was uh, Ukrainian, though. Ah. Gotcha. Not to be confused with why I stopped talking to her. Um, But we both got fish tacos there, and it was horrid. Oh, it was bad. It was so bad. Where's another place that you won't eat? Once again, we're going to bleep these out, and I'm going to try to bleep out as much stuff as I can so that nobody knows where this is. (laughs) Because there's a lot of places in town that serve fish tacos. so. So, Santa Cruz. Just because of that one time I ordered tacos. You are so salty about yeah about them moving and getting oh, confused. I'm so salty about it. It is so good. I ordered online during a pandemic, and they took me to what looked like a crack house. They moved to a reputable building. Yeah, it looks great now. Yeah. I bet they have great food. Dude, it's I'm, a shame I'll never try it. I'm telling you, when we get to this next, when we get to the next segment deal. I'm going to tell you why you need to go back there. Okay. <laughs> Are those the only two places? Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, there's a couple more, but, like, that's just out of pettiness. <laughs> I, I'll get, I'm going to get you to try it again. Like, I'm going to bring you some tacos from there. Bring me, like, two sets of tacos and be like, choose which one you like more. Yeah, and you won't have any idea where I'll I brought know. them from. Maybe I get four or five. There are a bunch of little taco shops that are great. Yeah, uh, Los Morales. 16th Street by Casey's, that's the best place for tacos. So are you talking 16th Street by Casey's over there on, like, Grand? 16th and Grand? Yeah. Okay. What What is the place? Tacos, Tacos and Sedalia? Yeah, Los Morales. Yeah. Best place. Okay. You could hear the uh, Telenueva soap it. operas Love it. in the background. Yep. There's printer paper hanging to the floor. They, just do, they don't even need to see it. They know. Yeah, they know. And then it's <laughs> it's just like you walk in, and it's just greasy. And then when I got the tacos, they were greasy. And it was the best. It's <laughs> a good greasy. It's Hands like down a, the best place ever. Okay. Then here, here's, here's what we'll do. Next time that I have you on here in the next couple of months... We're going to have a taco challenge, and I'm going to get a taco from, like, the five best places here in Sedalia. And I'm going to make you rank them. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, I'll be able to pick out which ones are going to be best that you're going to like the most. I just know it. Except for you're going to be blindfolded so that you can't, you can't like, look at them and be like, oh, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> Los Morales tacos. I know that. Like, yeah. And if it's the street tacos from El Tap, 
It's homemade tortillas. Those tortillas are fire, though. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, I would eat. I would just eat their their flour tortillas by the handful. That's what everyone says. Yeah. They say they're great. The chips and salsa, or the chips and queso. Yeah. They say that's fire. Yeah. Because they make the chips out of the homemade ones. Yeah. I also have uh, a ginormous bag of tortilla chips from uh, Taqueria Santa Cruz from today. So I ordered a side of guac, but they misunderstood me and thought I ordered guac, chips and guac. And so I just have this. They are so good. I just eat them just plain. Really? I don't even need the guac. Hmm. Super salty. They That's the best They drizzled kind. lime juice all over it. And then, oh, golly, it's yep. good. I respect that. All right. So here's... Before we get into our last, um, before we get into a, one of our last, not our last, I think. Yeah, one of our, one of our last. Um, I want to read a couple of things from our sponsors because you can't have a podcast in somebody's store without shouting them out. So. Josie Records Sedalia has tens of thousands of records, books, CDs, DVDs, and games. Everything in their store is available for, available for curbside pickup or free shipping. Free shipping. You hear that, Chef? Free shipping. Free shipping's the best. I mean, shit, that's awesome. Don't have a record player? No problem at all. Josie Records has plenty in stock or will order it right there for you. Call 660-924-0044 for any questions, or follow them on Instagram at Josie Records Sedalia. Support small independent record stores and get a gift that keeps on grooving. <coughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you've heard of the Oxhorn Market here at the historic Lamy's building, but they are running all types of sales through the month of November or December. It's December, right? Holy shit. They have freezer meals, to-go meals, gift certificates, beer, and wine, all available for pickup. In God damn it. They have freezer meals, to-go meals, gift certificates, beer, and wine, all available for pickup in-store or delivery over $20. And check them out on DoorDash. Make sure to follow their Instagram page at Oxhorn Market or the Lamy's Facebook page for all the details on the deals. Now... This part is directed to you gentlemen out there who are as bad at holiday gifts as I am. Are you bad at gifts, Chef? Well, I'm great at gifts if you mean by gift cards. No. Uh, I, well, okay, that's fair. That's what I should be doing. <laughs> but I try to get a gift, but I always forget, and it shows up a month late because I ordered it the day before, and it comes from China, and I can't do anything. So the Oxhorn Market is running a program called the Personal Shopper. You can call in. Tell them what your beautiful wife, partner, or mistress is interested in and your budget, and they can put together a wonderful basket of items from around the store. Call to make, a sh call to make shopping that much more easy this holiday season at 660-864-0108. I'm getting out of breath reading these. Um, okay, last one. Here we go. Need a place to grab... Need a place to grab, uh, this, I wrote this wrong. Need a place to warm up this holiday season? Nothing warms your insides like a tequila mockingbird here at the number five bistro and bar. Their abundant cocktail list will keep you company after a long day at the office. 
make the night that much more lively, or be your truth serum if you really want to know how your husband thinks of your mother. Pair your cocktails with one of our very own Chef Alan Plemons' carefully curated creations. That's a mouthful right there. That will be sure to make your mouth water just hearing about it. I'll tell you what, those goat cheese croquettes, every time I talk, my, I'm already salivating right now. So I, we may not finish this podcast. <clears throat> and we're running uh, muscles and chorizo tonight. How long are we running <clears throat> that? All weekend. All weekend. If Okay, everybody hear this. This podcast should be coming out on Monday, so we're going to kind of miss this. But are they going to make another appearance? They're going to be on the new menu. On the new menu starting December 28th? 29th? 29th, yeah. I think. Uh, great. So, now that we've gotten through all those, and somehow I got, got through them all because I was hiccuping and losing my breath. Um, I want to ask you kind of the piece de resistance. So... I told you about this earlier because I didn't want you to be surprised and to actually have answers for me. So here's the scenario. Time and space are not a factor. You can eat in any city at any time and go to another city for the next meal. You can you can go wherever you want, right? In what restaurants do you eat during a day? You have to do a brunch, a lunch, a dinner, Oh, I'm sorry. A second lunch, a dinner, and late night food. The only caveat, I guess there's a couple, but the main one is you have to have eaten there before. All right. What's your brunch spot? <clears throat> brunch is the Egg and I in Vegas. It's on near uh, Fremont Street. The brunch is honey salt. And you go there and you have to get the chicken sandwich. The chicken sandwich for it's breakfast? It's the best place. Yes, for brunch. For brunch, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you get the chicken sandwich, you get the uh, fried egg, you get the candied bacon. Ooh. It's the only time I've ever liked candied bacon, for the record. But you make a damn good candied bacon. Do you still not eat your I own? I hate it, yeah. What? <laughs> I know it's good when I how, fucking hate it. How, how, do you, how do you not eat candied bacon, especially when you make some of the best that I've had? Well... <clears throat> Are you just not a sweets guy? I hate it. Yeah, I hate sweets. Oh. I hate sweets. Like one time I got a barbecue Buzz sandwich kill. and it came with sweet pickles. Didn't eat it. I was just. Uh, you didn't eat the whole sandwich? Didn't eat the whole sandwich. Nah, man. Like bread and butter pickles? Bane of my existence. What are bread and butter pickles? Like sweet. Very oh, sweet. I got you. Very full of like flavors that I hate. Almost as much as rosemary. <laughs> so so we're gonna take you you went to a place up in kansas city in lee summit uh two days ago yeah and called the russell called the russell now it's an incredibly delicious place very good place they just do one thing which they is put fucking rosemary on every one of their dishes <laughs> it just drives you up a wall yeah <laughs> well like one rosemary's not that cheap two if i wanted rosemary sticking out of my hummus toast i would do it myself like but it's not 1970s anymore we don't just put sprigs of herbs on stuff it just doesn't happen unless it's a charcuterie board and then it's fine because then it's a garnish 
You're just you're filling negative space. But what if I garnish a soup with rosemary? That's fine. Okay. That's so, fair. Uh, so you don't you don't categorically hate rosemary. Exactly. Like if it has a place on the plate, sure. But if and I'm that ordering place just has to be a space filler. <laughs> but if I'm ordering a hummus toast with grilled asparagus on it and I get a fucking sprig of rosemary just laying on top of it like some joke. It's like, why? What's the point? What are we doing? <laughs> My sous chef does this to me all the time. I'll come in on Thursdays, and there will be rosemary on whatever station I'm working automatically. I don't even, like, I know it's going to happen every week. So then I just spend the first 10 minutes looking for it. That way I can just get it out of the way. <laughs> Instead of in the heat of the, yeah, heat exactly. of the night, you just accidentally stick your hand in. And you're like, oh, damn it, Ken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, my dinner spot, or no, lunch, lunch yes. is the Earl of Sandwich. And you have to get the pastrami with oh, the pastrami. red pepper, kraut, and Swiss cheese. Holy shit. It's delicious. That sounds like the They make their own incredible. chips, too. And you know how picky I am about chips. Mm-hmm. Their chips are amazing. <clears throat> You're very picky about fries, chips, and blue cheese. Correct. Those three things are very important to me. Yeah. Like, you even memorized the serial numbers. Number for the blue cheese. So that you could go anywhere and always get it. Uh-huh. Yep. Thank you, Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'm a blue cheese snob, and the stuff that we get here, I used to think Clemson blue cheese was the epitome. It's still one of the all-time best. Uh-huh. But this stuff here, I, holy shit. I love it. We stuff our okra with it. We get wow. it from one Danish island. That's it. There's no like mix and matching. It's just one island in the Danish lands. Denmark. Denmark. Whatever. <laughs> it comes out of one island. Um, second lunch. Second lunch is Udon's Udon's noodles. Okay. What, why do I know what that is? Uh, so it's on the strip, okay. But it's tucked away. Like Feels you have like to, it's been a you have to go down a more. side street on the strip of Vegas to find it. But it's Udon's Udon noodle, okay. And best Udon noodles I've ever had. So he makes them from scratch. What's the difference between an Udon noodle and a ramen noodle? Thicker. It Thick. soaks up more. Okay. So like. It's more slurpy, in my opinion. Ooh. It's the best. It's by far superior to ramen, in my mind. It's a bold statement. I like ramen, too. I know. Yeah. It's the udon's, udon noodle is good. Um, the Edge Steakhouse is dinner. dinner, but I have another dinner, and this okay. is the one that I recommend out of all of them. Okay. Le Thai French Thai Restaurant. Do you have to Google that? Or are you looking at your phone? Well, yeah, because I forgot what it's called. Because <laughs> okay. it was a Thai-French cuisine, like, okay. mixed. And I was like, whoa. And yeah. it was great. It was, like, lemongrass, like, basted in butter. And it was this whole thing orchestrated. I spent, like, $200 there. Wow. $200. So I want to also mention that when I told you this earlier, I said you're not allowed to plug either of our restaurants. So that's the only reason he didn't know Oxhorn Market or Number Five Bistro. Yeah, Bar. Number Five would have been plugged, <laughs> without a doubt. Um, All right, so you got one left. Late night spot. Late night spot. Um, 
Bobby Flay's Burger Shop on the Strip, blue cheese sauce burger with bacon, lettuce, tomato. Candied bacon? With the Sidewinder fries, not candied bacon. <laughs> that was the best burger I ever had at Vegas. Wow. All right. Well, the nice part is we basically can go do that. I didn't tell you I'm going to Vegas in January, so we may just have to make that Let's one do of it. those days. I'm going to hit all of those spots. Do it. I will grow to 300 pounds, but I will go to all those spots all those spots in one day. All right, man. Well, so we've been at this for about an hour, right? You've got a shift to run, actually. You're doing this yeah. on a Thursday. So I'm going to let you go. But I do want a couple of things. One, I want to thank you for being on here, being guest numero uno. It's been fun. Yeah. I always like hanging out with you anyway, so I'm sure yeah. that as soon as we finish this podcast, you're just going to go in the kitchen, I'm going to go annoy you and just stand back there and hang <laughs> out anyway. <laughs> um, two, I want to thank you for your charitable works um, going on right now. Um, why don't you plug that again real fast? Uh, toys for Dinner. Um, you can search that in the Facebook bar. Um, I don't have an Instagram account for it. It's just Facebook. But then you can find my PayPal there, my Venmo there for that. Um, I'm accepting toys of the equal value of $10, or you can donate $10 to PayPal or Venmo. That's just to get you a... Uh, Name in the raffle. Right, so you could bring a toy that's worth that's $2 or something. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I've had people literally bring totes of used, like gently used toys, and we go through, and I'm like, well, this is like 30 bucks, and right. three names in the raffle. You know, so like if you got stuff like that, hit me up. And if you got Hot Wheels, hit me Home up. Home run. You know what I mean? I love Hot Wheels. Me too. And there's... Are you keeping those for yourself or are you actually going <laughs> to... Yeah. No. Sell them for a quick buck. Yeah. Um, there's three, four, four boys. So it's uh, good. And girls too. I mean, girls can play with Hot Wheels, but I know that two of the boys at least like Hot Wheels. Great. So, so and then we mentioned... Of $10 or more, get you into the raffle for? A dinner for two with a price value of $150 to $200. Your choice of location, um, my apartment, your place, number five bistro. Is that, Are those the only options, or what if I want to do it at the venue? If you want to do it at the venue, you can talk to Michelle, but I don't have a deal worked out with her yet. You don't so. think she'll rent it out for two people to have a dinner? Maybe, in maybe not. <laughs> We can do it outside even. I don't care. Wherever, okay. you, wherever you want to do it. Is there a time frame? Time frame, I would like to do it before the end of the year, but definitely before the end of January. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, great. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could win it and then not want to, me to cook for you, and you can give it away as a present. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a great Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. That's on, like, $10 to get your mom and dad a dinner for two with so, a so when are you going to announce this on the 21st or are you going to wait um we will be doing this um the 20th is the raffle so 20th is the cutoff for that the raffle oh okay so you'll be now, announcing it on the 20th between the 20th and the 24th we will still be accepting donations but it will not be for a raffle okay um so just be kind-hearted yeah tis the season you know, tis the season. Maybe you got some early Christmas presents that sucked. Yeah. Like, give them away. Yeah. 
yeah. giving to some people that can't afford it this year. Right. I know one of the families uh, has had to pay a lot of money to medications. Uh, due to COVID, they lost both their jobs, so it's been a real struggle. And the two families down at the lake, one is a single parent. Uh, she works full-time as a nurse. She has two kids. Um, been struggling a lot because she just had COVID. Wow. Um, the other is a couple with two kids, very young, below, uh, below six years old for both kids, boy and a girl. And uh, the guy lost his job. The girl is having to watch the kids, you know. So just trying to give a little uh, blessing on some hard times for some people. So it's really what it's about. Well, we all know how to get there again. Facebook? Facebook, Toys for Dinner. Toys for Dinner. Um, last thing is, anything else you want to plug? You've been such a great guest to sit here with an, for an hour with me. Anything else you want to plug? If you want to follow us on Instagram, Number 5 Bistro and Bar, Oxhorn Market, Lamy's, um, at Plemons Allen, please give me a follow. I post stuff there. Um if you're my Snapchat friend, you're a very lucky person because you get to see all my shit first. Do you um, put do you put the new menu and prep and whatnot? So on I don't it? put my new menus out anymore. <clears throat> Why not? I don't put them out. We won't go. <laughs> yeah, I if I'm taking a picture of me working late on menus, I black out all the words. Just too many pirates. You know, just in case. I got just you. in case. I got you. <clears throat> Because I'd hate to see Muscles and Chorizo pop up on another menu somewhere. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> you do some good shit here, man. That's why uh, people are copying. That's why people are taking note- notice. Hey, yeah, man. Taking I'm, note- notice. I'm whatever. just excited to get my food out there. Yeah. We well, do a great job, man. Thank you again. Hey, before we, you go, last, last, last thing. I have a gift for you. Okay? I told you before the show I had a gift for you. Because you are a guest on... The partner's desk, I think you deserve a parting gift. So I want to. I, <laughs> I can't even <laughs> do with a straight face. I would like to give I would like to give you your new kitchen knife for back there. Why don't you show it to the camera? Oh good God. This thing is ridiculous. <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord. <laughs> This thing is... I I think it's very sharp. Well, well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I'd wash that first. Oh, disinfecting. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Thanks for the gift. Yeah, thank you. I, uh... If this wasn't a gift that I didn't enjoy, I would... Give it to the donation Actually, drive. Actually, no, please don't give a knife to children, <laughs> but I know, <laughs> I know what you're getting at. For the record, we are not accepting Bowie knives, Bowie knives for gifts exchange for the raffle tickets. <laughs> now, if you happen to sell your Bowie knives and you have extra cash, please send it to <laughs> paypal.com backslash toys for dinner. <laughs>